everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is November 11th. It's 2019. We have six basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. It's been a while since this guest has been on the show. Brett, kill a bee. Um, old school. Like, this is like an OG podcast. Um, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, man. Doing well. Doing well. Good, uh, good to be back on the pod. You've been crushing it. Three weeks in at NBA. Um, I had a rough start for NFL, so I was I was like open arms to NBA. But now, just as NBA comes back, I'm been starting to crush NFL. So things things are uh, coming. You know, like it's it's funny. Like when you go in bad stretches with NFL and you are only playing one DFS sport, those long stretches of losses, like since it's only one time a week is they stretch out for so long. So it, like it feels good. Yeah. It feels great to have like a daily sport where you can kind of basically turn the page every single day. So yeah, NBA, uh, NBA has been good for me uh, so far started this year. And like I said, NFL has been uh, good of late. So uh, glad to be back on the pod. Well, glad to have you, my friend. Um, NBA is actually, I've, I've actually started off on a good NBA season. So I'm hoping to keep it rolling here. Missed a couple pieces every night, it seems like. Like, every night I've been, like, off on, like, one or two plays in every lineup, and it's like, if I can just miss that one or two, like, I probably would have won, like, three or four tournaments by now. So, uh, excited to keep it rolling. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor, FantasyDraft.com. They have a $20,000 pick and roll for today's slate. Um, You know, it's an interesting little six-gamer. Like, these are the slates that I love. Six to nine games. These are my... These are the juicy slates for me. So, um, really excited for this slate. If you guys haven't checked them out, they got a ton of stuff. They don't just have the $20,000 pick and roll. They got a bunch of double ups. They got a bunch of, you know, small contests, big contests. So, if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Um, also, with today being Veterans Day, I want to give a shout out to all of our veterans, active and veterans. Um, appreciate everything that you guys do. So, I want to give out some t-shirts today. Send me a tweet. If you're active or a veteran, um, a military member, send me a tweet today. I'm going to put your name in a hat. I'm going to give out three shirts at the end of the day. Appreciate you guys' service. It's the least that I can do. And um, just want to give you guys a shout out. So excited to be able to do that. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those days where you get to kick back and watch some basketball, Monday night football, a bunch of stuff going on today. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. We got a six-gamer here. We get started with Minnesota at Detroit. No total in this one. Waiting on some injury news here. Jeff Teague is, is questionable. Napier is questionable. Blake Griffin is probable. Reggie Jackson is out. And Derek Rose is questionable. We might actually get a close-to-healthy Detroit team here. Let's start with the Minnesota side of things. They're playing at the second-fastest pace in the NBA this season. They're not playing great defense this season. Um, what do you like here on the Minnesota side of things? Yeah, they're they're on a back-to-back too. So uh, they had overtime today. So a lot of these guys logged 40-plus uh, minutes. So that's going to kind of make me worried. Um, and did you say Jeff Teague's already been ruled out? I know he's had this illness for Just days. questionable. Okay. Yeah, we don't have any. They didn't rule Teague or Napier out for Sunday and Monday. So we're just questionable tagging them. Okay, so I think I think for me this is a pretty easy fade for most. I know Towns is going to pop in models tomorrow, uh, but just remember he's he's coming off of 41 minutes. He's on the road. 
against uh, Drummond. And, you know, I just – I don't like this spot in general for Towns. He, he does come at a good price tag of 10000 But for me, if Jeg, Jeff T comes back, I would assume since it's just a sickness, like he'll get full minutes. Uh, that would be where I'd be looking to get my exposure here for Minnesota. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, you know, Towns played 41 minutes. Wiggins played 40 minutes. Like, we hate shooters on back-to-backs in general. Like, there's been plenty of data that has been out there on shooters on back-to-backs. So, hate shooters on back-to-backs anyway. And now, like, Wiggins playing 40 minutes. Um, his price has increased. He has been absolutely crushing. Um, I- I'll take the L. Like, I did not expect Andrew Wiggins to play a lot of point guard. I was wrong. We had a long discussion about this in Discord. It was the first time he's ever played point guard in his career, and I was wrong. But we also have to, you know, it's a price increase. It's a back-to-back. It's not the greatest matchup. So temper your expectations when it comes to Andrew Wiggins in this matchup. Um, So, yeah, for me on Minnesota, I'm kind of with you. There's not a lot standing out to me. If we get news that Teague and Napier sit and we start seeing some other guys potentially, you know, get ruled out on the second half of a back-to-back after playing a ton of minutes on the road. Um, I think that, you know, obviously that could open up things. But, like, as we're looking at it right now, there's not a lot standing out to me. The guys that I probably like the most is, like, a Josh Okaji. Um, you know, just because I feel like they're not going to be, like, worried about his minutes. Um, but I need Teagan those guys to be out. The Detroit side of things – Blake coming back obviously hurts Drummond's usage and Drummond is priced like Blake is not there. Um, They decreased his price a little bit, Brett, but I don't know if they decreased Drummond's price enough with Blake coming back here. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Um, Here's, here's a quote. Uh, One of the best beat writers that you can follow is Rob Beard uh, from Detroit. He actually does an amazing job of like getting into um, like just talking about fantasy relative, uh, relative stuff. So yeah, he, he posted a few quotes. Uh, they're going to, they're ramping up Blake Griffin uh, for, for Monday. Um, they're not going to give him full minutes. So he's going to be e- eased into it. Um, there's no specific, you know, window of minutes that uh, has come out yet. Um, but, you know, Blake's just like, Hey, I'm just leaving it up to the tra- train staffs. So I don't expect him to see, anywhere near 30 minutes, like uh, 24 is probably uh, something that I would expect 24, 26. So it's going to be tough uh, to play Blake uh, with those type of minutes. So again, this is probably a stay away because when he's on the court, I mean, he's going to soak up a lot of usage that uh, Luke Kennard, uh, amazing few games here. Like that's, I, I don't like that at all. Um, Derek Rose is questionable or is he ruled out? He's still, he's questionable. Okay. I mean, somewhat of a revenge game for Derrick Rose if he plays. But, again, I just don't like it. Um, none of these guys priced uh, very well. Uh, Morris will probably take a, you know, a back seat now that Blake's there. So, yeah, kind of staying away. And that's funny because we, we, were, we were pounding both Drummonds and Towns, like, every, every night that they were in. But now going up against each other with Blake here, um, Minnesota on a back-to-back overtime back-to-back yeah I just I don't like this spot yeah I'm not gonna like depending on like if you're running out 150 teams you get Drummond exposure because like Brett's mm-hmm. saying like there's a good chance they they start Blake uh, I've already read that there's a good chance that he good chance that he starts and like 
maybe he plays like five minutes a quarter and plays 20 minutes in this game. Like I think that five or six minutes in each quarter. Um, but Drummond has an amazing matchup here. It's cat cat on a back-to-back cat playing a ton of minutes the night before cat's going to be very lazy on defense. He's already lazy on defense. So, you know, Drummond is interesting in tournaments. If he's go- if like, if we open up Drummond's ownership and he's 10% on a six game slate, I think you have to look at him here. So, um, but yeah, like, if Rose plays, we'd have to worry about the minutes unless they announce something. I, if Rose sits, I think Langston Galloway is interesting at 4,500. Um, you know, his minutes have been really solid. Um, so he would probably be my favorite value from Detroit, but I'm not going out of the, out of the works here. And I agree with you. I think Markeith Morris gets the biggest hit with um, Blake Griffin coming back. So, yeah. Um, I- yeah, I'm probably not looking towards Lakes Galloway. I know he has uh, logged some good, good minutes, good games here of late. But yeah, it's just I don't, I don't see. I just feel like everybody's affected by this Blake, and everybody's priced up at this point. So. All right, moving on. We got Dallas at Boston, two eighteen total. Boston favored by three and a half in this game. Um, sounds like Dallas is good to go. Didn't see anything. It sounded like Porzingis was just rest purposes when he missed the game the other night. Hayward is out. Cantor is questionable. Um, obviously, we're going to have a lot to talk about on the Boston side. But let's start with Dallas. How good is Luka Donnick? He is just – he's a beast. Gosh, amazing. Rookie of the year. Now, I don't know. I mean, he, he's already boosting himself in the MVP talk. Uh, I, I mean, I think after last night's first quarter, he was, he was like two-thirds of the way uh, to a triple-double already. Like, I mean – the guy is just – he can do it all. He doesn't even need his shot to go down. But, I mean, he's, his efficiency has been also uh, amazing on the offensive side. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 10-4 now. I mean, going into over the 10K mark, it's, it's going to be tough going into Boston. Uh, Boston's obviously a little bit of a slower pace, uh, way better defensively. So, I don't know. I, I won't have as much exposure. Uh, but uh, like Porzingis here um, – Porzingis rested on uh, the back-to-back uh, last game, so I expect him to be fine uh, and, you know, full health here uh, coming into this game. So I do like Porzingis, um, but, yeah, probably staying away from Donch. Yeah, so Luca, um, qualified players, he has, like, the seventh highest usage this season. Um, it's just been insane, 32.4%. You know, when we look back at – you know, last season, he was around 29.6. So even with Porzingis coming here and, you know, Porzingis being a a guy that obviously is going to get his usage, um, you know, Luca is just – this is my team. Porzingis, you're playing with me. Like, this is my team. So mm-hmm. um, I think you could play Luca any night. I think that I agree with you, though. I think that – I think Harden's a better play today um, for what it's worth. Like, that game's sitting at, like, 242. Um, and that game's just going to be back and forth, back and forth. So – Right. Like, if you want to get off of the Houston-New Orleans game, I think that Luka is obviously one of the better options to do that. Um, but let's just be real. I know we haven't got to that game yet, but the game on this slate is Houston-New Houston, Orleans. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, But I agree with you. I think Porzingis is definitely interesting here. Um, outside of that, like, I really haven't had much interest now that Powell is back in, in playing him or Maxi. He was he was really bad the other night in the first half of that game that Porzingis missed and like he saved us in the second half of that game. But 
honestly, with everybody healthy here, I don't really like anything um, else on Dallas. Like, it's really just Luka and Porzingis. And then on the Boston side, uh, obviously, like, Gordon Hayward being out is a huge hit to this offense just in general. Um, and how do you how do you see Boston approaching it, and how do you want to approach it as a player? Yeah, so, I mean, in a spot like this, I mean, you can kind of, like – Check, obviously, uh, previous when Gordon Hayward was out, but totally different team last year. I just kind of, like, look into what he's providing. And uh, on court, like, a lot of the offense is going through him specifically. Um, Just a lot of rebounds, assists, you know, scoring. So I just feel like Tatum and Kemba have to pick up the biggest load here. Uh, I would assume Marcus Smart goes into the starting lineup. Um, It makes most sense to me. Um, but yeah, I, you know how the Marcus Smart, uh, you know, chalk or exposure can be. So really, uh, really quick. I didn't want to interrupt you, but like, isn't this a spot with, if they do start Porzingis and Powell that they could start Tice and Cantor if Cantor comes back? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, I do see Cantor is, he's still questionable, right? So yeah, yeah they it, said he's trending in the right direction though. Yeah. They're going to have to go big. Right. So, um, you would think like Tice would have to soak up a lot more minutes here. Um, yeah. I'm not um, saying that smart probably doesn't get 30 minutes here. I'm just saying like, I don't know if smart starts um, if Cantor comes back. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something that we'll have to kind of uh, check on Cantor's, you know, health. Um, Cause I don't know if you've, if you watched uh, any Boston games, but that Robert Williams kid, man, he's got some, he's got some hops on him. Uh, athletic as can be. Um, but yeah, just, just in general with Gordon Hayward out, I think I'm going to be focused on both Ken- Kemba and Tatum here uh, to pick up a lot of the offense and a lot of the usage uh, too. So even Jalen Brown, I don't hate it, but I'd probably, I'd probably uh, go Tatum one uh, for price and then Kemba number two. Yeah. So we have a little bit, uh, you know, we deal with smaller samples in, in basketball than we do in baseball but not nearly close to like football football we have 17 weeks basketball we get by the end of the season we get enough minutes but when we're looking at like usage obviously Tatum gets the biggest bump here but if we put Tatum and Walker and Kimba on the floor with Hayward off this season they've combined for 59.8 minutes and Kimba Kimba doesn't have as high usage as Tatum but he's averaging 1.4 fantasy points per minute. So when Hayward's been off the floor and Kimba and Tatum have been on the floor together, like Kimba is the offense has gone through him, but Jalen Brown's another guy that has really solid, you know, fantasy point per minute. Um, That could be very interesting here. Um, Hayward had a 22% usage rate this season, way up from last year, obviously Kyrie not being there, Kimba not having as much usage. It's a different team, like you said, but, we do have enough sample to kind of get it, it to get an interest here. And I think that again, if you're wanting to get off that Houston New Orleans game, maybe you go Luca, Kimba Tatum, Luca, Tatum, Brown. There, you know, you can do a three man of this game instead of loading up on that Houston game. So I I just think that it obviously offers some opportunity. And I like this game a lot more if Cantor sits because like you said, um, you know, Williams is very cheap and he's a guy that could log minutes here because Dallas plays big. You know, they, they use all three of those, you know, Maxi and, right. and Porzingis and, and Powell. So 
I think this is to be a spot if Cantor sits. Williams could play like 20 minutes in this game. And honestly, he, he probably only needs to, you know, do 20 minutes here. Yeah, I mean, he played 22 minutes uh, versus San Antonio. Now, I think he played the extra run because of, it was a blowout situation. So, um, but yeah, somebody's got to soak up the minutes too um, with Gordon Hayward out. So if if uh, they want to line up towards Dallas being big, you would think he's going to pull extra minutes, especially if Cantor's out. Um, all right, moving on. We got Memphis at San Antonio, 226 and a half total here. San Antonio favored by 11. Uh, really the only news that we have here is um, Grayson Allen is still out on the Memphis side. We know that we have a really young Memphis team, and they're playing at you know a much faster pace than they've paid, played in the last few years. But the Spurs even, the Spurs are playing at a faster pace too. This isn't your – you know, your five years ago Spurs team. Um, what do we like here on the Memphis side? Yeah, I, I, I haven't really figured out Memphis, uh, you know, so much this year. Uh, with John ja Morant out, uh, last game was easy to play Tyus, but obviously Morant's going to be back in this rotation. Um, Triple J's kind of been really hit or miss this whole year. Um, that price tag, though, is interesting. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a total minutes thing with these guys. Triple J with his fall issues. J Val gets his minutes pulled. So they become only strictly tournament plays. Uh, it, it seems like Kyle Anderson, I mean, he, he can be consistent. But then, yeah, I mean, it, this whole team is just inconsistent. Uh, so, I mean, I don't mind taking spots here and there. Um, and, like, the whole team seems to be in play. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't have this team locked down yet. So maybe you can help me out in this spot. Like I, I, I think I don't mind a little bit of exposure, but I just can't in San Antonio. It's never easy to go into San Antonio here. Um, and it's, you know, is this a 10 point game? Uh, 11. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 11. So it opened at like 10 and a half and it's already moved to half point. I mean, I would probably just say anything that you play in Memphis is like tournament only if this game stays close and um, the game shoots out, you're, you're going to get low ownership out of these guys. So, um, but no specific plays in general for me. So what's crazy here is like the Spurs are really cheap. Um, so mm -hmm. like running it back with like a Morant, like, Morant would be a phenomenal play here if we knew he was going to play 30 minutes, but his minutes have just been all over the place that it's tough. Like when he gets those, you know, high 20s, 30 to 30 minute games, he, he can crush. Um, he's, he's super talented and they want the offense to run through him and that's fine. It's just like he's going to get these random like 26 minute games he's going to crush. So I think that you're right. I think that all these guys are tournament plays only. Morant's probably my favorite. He has a 31% usage rate. If you're wanting to play like LaMarcus Aldridge or DeRozan just because they're so cheap here and they're going to get a pace-up spot, like I, I think Morant is interesting to run it back. Outside of that, Valanciunas isn't playing enough minutes to warrant playing him at all, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he's going to have 40-point games every once in a while, but I'll, I'll just I'll, – I'll fade him and let him have those games every once in a while. And Jay Crowder was doing fine and, like, Everybody came back, and he's been kind of down on minutes. Just they have too many people. They, their rotation mm -hmm. is too big for me. So, um, and then on the Spurs side, again, like DeRozan, LaMarcus, those guys are cheap. Like you're not typically going to see LaMarcus Aldridge at 6,300. Um, the pricing algorithm is still thinking like this is the Memphis team that was really good 
and really slow defensively. Yeah, it could be that. It could be – I'm curious, like, how much the algorithm takes in, uh, like, part of, like, uh, the line, the Vegas line. And then they also did just drop a stinker uh, in Boston. So, uh, they should be fresh because not a lot of them played full minutes uh, two days ago. So, um, yeah, Aldridge, I mean, how do you not play him at 6,300? We, we, we've never really seen him at this price. So, uh, I'm cool with locking and loading there. You know, Popovich is a type of coach, though, that can give his second team just as much run if they're playing well. And we've seen it time and time again, especially with DeJounte Murray. I mean, DeJounte Murray's probably going to be one of the best tournament plays this whole season just because you don't know when he's going to get the minutes. But if he does, I mean, the guy, the guy can crush. Uh, but then Patty Mills, man, running the second team, I think you got to have some exposure to Patty, uh, especially in this style of game where – Memphis is a really fast-paced uh, team, uh, pretty bad defensively. Uh, yeah, I, I love Patty Mills tomorrow for sure. You know, I've been using DeJounte Murray a lot on FanDuel this year just because, like, there's not, like, those mid-tier guys on FanDuel a lot this year. Like, so I think that, like, DeJounte Murray is going to be a guy that's always interesting, interesting to me on FanDuel because he has 40-point upside at 6,700, and – not a lot of these guys do so. Um, but again, I'm with you. He's a tournament play only. Uh, I I have a tough time not playing Lamarcus Aldridge in cash today on DraftKings or fantasy. Don't be surprised if Papa, uh, you know, rests Aldridge tomorrow too. Um, he <laughs> Just likes to get random his... because his price is way down. And you know, Pop yeah, is like, yeah, this is I, this is where Pop will rest a guy. They're favored by 11 at home. I'd expect like a Rudy Gay, an Aldridge, a DeRozan. You know, one of those three to Pop probably get rested here early on so um and then and then you can just scoop up the other uh the other guys that that would actually probably help us so Mm -hmm. thank you thank you please yeah do it but just announce it early enough so um moving on here to the game that obviously we've already kind of hinted at houston at new orleans 242 and a half total here houston fair by four and a half um gerald green is out lonzo ball is out and zion williamson is still out um obviously let's start here with the houston side and you know, Harden is 11-5 here, and, and I get it, and I understand that he's expensive, but, like, he's just on that Harden tear right now. Like, 16, 16, and 19 three-pointers, three-pointers attempted in the last three games, not shot attempts. So, he's just saying, like, I'm going to do my thing, and, you know, Westbrook is still getting up almost 20 shots on top of that. So, like, this whole offense is running through Westbrook and Harden, and They've kind of been rotating these guys differently where they're not playing on the court all together all the time. So it's interesting, but Westbrook's 8,800 against New Orleans and James Harden's 11-5. I think you can play either one of them. Yeah. Houston's really testing Vegas here, man. Like, (laughs) they they played Brooklyn. I want to say the over-under in Brooklyn was 243. Maybe he got up to 244. But, yeah, this – now Houston at New Orleans, 242.5. I mean, this this is ridiculous. Everybody's in play. Um, you got two of two of the faster paced teams and then two of the worst defenses. Um, so yeah, Harden, Westbrook, get your exposure for sure. Um, Capella kind of went off last game and then uh, just got his price increase. Now, I mean, Golden State and Chicago, he dropped 50 burgers. So yeah, it's going to be tough to go to Capella because I mean, normally I want a Capella uh, game in like, I don't know. Like I, I pick my spots with Capella. This doesn't feel like the best spot. Um, 
But, man, when is Eric Gordon going to have a game? I mean, at 3,900, he's got to be able to score, right? So I've been burned by him no less than five times this year. Um, so I'm going to probably get some exposure there and get burned for a sixth time. He's getting outplayed by Austin Rivers right now. <laughs> like He's getting outplayed yeah. by everybody. I know. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Um, yeah, like – I don't hate Capella here. It's not like we've talked about a ton of centers on this slate. Um, you know, maybe we get a value center pop up or something, but it's not like we've talked about a lot of center plays on this slate. So I think Capella's fine. I, I love Harden. Uh, and, you know, and I, I just, I'm going to do the best I can to get him in cash. I'm going to do the best I can to get like four or five players from this game in general in cash games because there's going to be zero defense played and there's going to be a ton of possessions. So, the New Orleans side of things, you know, Brandon Ingram has just been absolutely crushing, and eventually his price will go up instead of come down. Um, there's no reason not to look at him. The guy that, like, has been kind of bothering me this season, and and it's not that he's not consistent, Brett, but Drew Holiday really hasn't had that, like, blow-up game, and, like, I don't know if it necessarily is going to happen. Yeah, you know, I think it's – it's been the emergence of Brandon Ingram more than anything, but uh, he did, he did it actually, uh, was it? So uh, on Saturday, he played really well. I watched that game um, versus Charlotte still not making a shot. And that's the thing, right? When a guy's not making a shot, I mean, uh, two of 11, seven of 17, six of 15, seven of 17, six of 13, four of 12. So um, it was nice to see the 11 assists. And I think that's the big thing, right? No Lonzo ball means the ball is going to be in Drew Holiday's hands a lot more. Uh, his floor goes way up in those situations. Um, and, and they don't have a truly, you know, big guy that rebounds very well. They have old man Derek Favors who started last game. So I think there's a lot of boards for people who are active. I mean, you obviously have Ingram, Drew Holiday. Um, <laughs> ridiculous if you look at Josh Hart's rebounds, rebound numbers on the year. Uh, he's had two double-digit uh, rebounds um, even in the last few games here, seven and seven. Um, so it's it's one of those things where I actually do like Brandon Ingram in this game, or, or Drew Holiday, I'm sorry, uh, in this game for 7,400. The pace, everything makes sense. And the main thing is Lonzo Ball being out uh, just raises his floor big time with the ball in his hands. Yeah, like his um, true shooting percentage is 46%. It was 55.5 last year, 57 the year before that, 53.2. This is the lowest it's been in his entire career. So there's obviously some positive regression coming there unless he's just lost his shot, and I don't think that's the case. But, you know, I get your points. Um, his usage is the lowest it's been since he was with Philly in 2010 to 2011. Lonzo Ball being out could potentially help that. Um, Cause like you said is, you know, he should have the ball in his hands. They don't seem interested in playing like Frank Jackson or anything. Um, you know, JJ got the start the other night. Kendrick Williams was a nice value play. Like we have four really decent value plays here with Josh Hart favors Reddick and Williams, Williams, Reddick and favors should get minutes and hearts a guy that has been that like second unit spark. And I love those guys. They're my favorite tournament plays. I'm, I'm definitely team bench. Um, he only played 23 minutes the other night and put up 26 fantasy points. If that trends up just a few extra minutes at 5,100, he has a ceiling. So I, I think all these guys are in play. Um, JJ and Williams, probably my favorite just because of the cheapest, but um, Kendrick Williams, as long as he draws another start at 4,300, you have to consider him here. 
Yep, 100%. He's, he's in play. His price tag went up uh, from 3,200 to 4,300, but easily in play. Again, this game, so much speed, so little defense. So I think uh, if you take uh, Lonzo Ball off um, on basically court IQ here, we got uh, Josh Hart and J.J. Redick pop the most. J.J. Redick's had uh, 92 minutes with Lonzo off. And, I mean, he puts up a, a plus 0.25 DK fantasy points per minute more. Um, looks like it's in a lot of other areas. His usage doesn't really go up. So, yeah, I mean, Houston doesn't defend wings at all. So we want these guys. We want the shooters big time. So Josh Hart, Redick, uh, even uh, Kenrick Williams, like you said. Um, even Favors, I'm, I'm good with at that price tag. Everybody's in play here. This is going to be the most popular game stack. Uh, but I think it's it's where you want to have the most exposure in cash games. Yeah, and it's not it's not a tournament like fade either. Like it's a great game um, because it's fast, zero defense. So you know it's not necessarily like a instant tournament fade either. There's different ways you can get different. Like people are kind of off Drew right now. Maybe take a shot on Drew. Maybe fade Ingram in tournaments. Not on every team, but. There's a lot of different ways you can build lineups to be different here with Westbrook and Harden and, you know, Capella. So love this. And game. I would say, I would say overall too, the price tags aren't even juiced up in this spot. Like I <laughs> thought they'd be higher, you know, pricing so, is a little soft today, just in general. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So except for on FanDuel pricing, um, moving on, we got Utah at Golden State, 213 total. Utah favored by 10. Moody is questionable. Curry, Looney are both out still. Spellman's questionable. Draymond Green is probable. He'll be back here. Um, let's start with the Utah side of things. Obviously, going up against Golden State, they've been one of the worst defensive teams in basketball this season. Is there anything kind of standing out to you here for Utah? Yeah, I mean <laughs> – Again, this this game, it's a 10-point uh, Vegas spread here. So I, I, I like this spot. Um, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, uh, like you said, they're, they're, they're the worst defense by quite a bit. Um, so, I mean, a defensive rating of 117. Yeah, it doesn't get any better for Utah, just as long as this game stays close. But I think even in three quarters worth of production, I'd feel really confident with a lot of these plays. Uh, Rudy, Rudy and, uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, the most though for me. Donovan Mitchell is one of the most underpriced guys on the slate today, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> 7,300. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh, and like pricing, uh, again, pricing soft today. Like, I, I don't know, like pricing is just soft. Maybe, maybe people mm-hmm. think cause it's a, uh, you know, they're going to have the day off or something. I don't know, but honestly, I, I think Gobert is kind of like a cash game center just by default, in my opinion. Like, I think you can play Siakam, and we could talk about him in a minute, but Gobert is safe here. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's playing 30-ish, 35 minutes a night almost, um, and I have a hard time not seeing him put up at least 30 in this matchup, and I think his upside is like 45 to 50, so I think he's one of the safer plays at center. I think Siakam has more upside and we'll talk about him when we get there, but um, you know, it's obviously a conversation you could have. And then I like the Mitchell and I don't mind like Mike Conley. Uh, He's a guy that's kind of been playing minutes, but let's go to the golden state side. Obviously like D'Angelo Russell, we kind of knew the usage was going to be absolutely insane with Curry and all those guys out, but now we get Draymond potentially coming back again. He's probable he's not announced starting or whatever, but 
when I see probable on the injury report, that kind of tells me that there's a good chance that he plays here. And, you know, when we look at D'Angelo Russell and Draymond on the floor together this season, D'Angelo Russell still has a really high usage. And, you know, a lot of those minutes were still with Curry. I think D'Angelo Russell is still a guy. If this game stays close, it's probably because of him. Yeah. Again, like, I think – I think uh, you do this in tournaments for sure. Uh, Russell feels very safe with the amount uh, of shots that he's taken. And like Draymond coming back, I don't think that really affects him uh, that much. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit uh, less rebounding, maybe a, a few less assist opportunities. But uh, the scoring's still going to be there for D'Angelo. Or I should say the shots will still be there. Um, Something that Golden State's uh, been doing, though, is they've been starting Alec Burks. Um, and his, his usage has been uh, going pretty high. He's, he's uh, coming off of 17 shots, 10 shots, 18 shots last three games. So um, that's something to notice. And he's still only 5,200. I feel like, uh, again, Draymond's just really – he's not a high-usage guy. So um, I, I still think uh, Burks is in play, Russell's in play. Uh, probably still stay away from uh, Draymond here, though. Yeah, you know, Draymond has a price that he has some upside, but I feel like, you know, there's better plays today, um, especially at power forward. A lot of our value is going to come at power forward. It's going to come from the next game. We'll talk about it here in a second. But I, I definitely don't mind going back to Alec Burks. Um, I love high usage second unit guys, and I think that if Draymond starts, like, Burks drew the start because Pascal was out the other night. And Pascal gets a huge downgrade here, by the way, um, with Green coming back. He's been absolutely crushing. But um, I, I think Burks is a guy that you could definitely look at here. D'Angelo Russell. Like, if you want to run back like Donovan Mitchell, um, this is a nice little two or three, potentially even four-man stack. Um, again, to get off or to make your Houston-New Orleans stacks just different. I'm curious what they do with the starting lineup. You know, do they just bring Draymond in – uh, you would think like they they got to start Cauley Stein, right? So uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, you know, sizing wise. But uh, I wonder if Pascal goes to the bench or what they exactly do there. Because uh, Burks has been playing really well. Do they keep Glenn Robinson in the starting lineup? Do they bring, you know, how that goes should be interesting. Yeah, well, obviously um, be able to kind of figure that out on DraftKings, but, you know, you're kind of guessing on, you know, fantasy mm-hmm. draft and FanDuel, um, which is it, which makes it fun. It always makes it, you know, if you guess right, um, obviously you can be onto something. But I think Alec Burks is in play no matter what. Right. Um, yeah. Toronto at L.A. taking on the Clippers. It's a back-to-back for Toronto, but without travel. Um, they played the Lakers on Sunday. Um, Kyle Lowry's out. Ibaka is doubtful. Um, He's, he's pretty much out. Uh, I'm saying doubtful because they didn't want to rule him out for the week, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be good. Um, let's start here with Toronto. They're on the road. But I feel like the best value play on the slate um, is Chris Buescher. Um, uh, just you, you almost have to play him, right? Yeah, I, I guess I didn't look at the the game log uh, today uh, to see uh, what he, fit, what he did. Right, he he just went right into that role. Twenty five minutes, like okay. he just took a yeah. his role. So thirty four hundred. That's your punt play of the day, huh? Um, <laughs> I know Norman Pohl had a a good game, so I definitely uh, checked that line. Um, so I feel pretty confident with Norman Pohl, uh, Norman 
Norman Paul's uh, role. Um, but yeah, like Fred Van Vliet like really pops once you take Lowry off the court. Um, most of this offense, you know, flows through him. Now to assume at 6,900, you're going to get him for a low price tag. Uh, but I'm okay with it. Like he, he really pops uh, usage. The assists go way up. Um, I don't, I don't mind it, especially if you're going to get him for uh, low ownership. Uh, he, he's just, he's a stud fancy player uh, with Lowry off the court. Yeah. And I think that, I think Siakam is a guy you, you have to look at here. Like he took 25 shots on Sunday um, with Lowry out. Like he's just going to be a guy that he's just going to chuck. Like Lowry got hurt in that New Orleans game. He ended up putting up 28 shots in that game. The first game with Lowry out officially put up 25 shot attempts. Like Pascal Siakam's a guy that we already liked in general, but we're going to see his usage increase. Like, and we, we saw this last year when Lowry and, and Kawhi were off the floor, the biggest bump was Siakam the whole time. And it was Ibaka, and Ibaka's out now. So, like, Siakam is just a guy that, even in this tough matchup, like, I like him. But I also have to think, like, is this a spot, like, if he's going off, does Kawhi start playing defense? I was just going to say, I was just going to ask you, does Kawhi D him up? Because in my I, mind that, – that's your, that's your risk, right? Yeah, in my mind, Kawhi D's him up. But, like, I still think, like, the usage is tough to deny uh, here. So, um, I'd, say, I'd say Pascal, for me, is more of a tournament play um, and go from there. Again, this, this line is – is it a 10-point line also? No, there's no line out yet because oh, of okay. um, the, in, the back-to-back and the injury news. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't think it would be 10 points at all, but on a back-to-back, you know. Some of the offshore uh, sites had it at like 10 and a half. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, maybe maybe tournaments only for Pascal and uh, Fred Van Vliet. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to look at what this uh, Chris Boucher guy did. Um, yeah, and go from there. But, yeah, Norman Paul for sure I think is he's, – he's 100% viable. I expect him to have a major role whether he starts or not. Yeah, I think you can play Van Vliet in cash games if you end up on that, like, price range. I, I don't want to talk anybody off of him. I think that Siakam, as much as I love him, you have to think that if he gets going, Kawhi starts playing defense on him, so you have to kind of limit that. And, like, we don't want to play Marcus Gasol, but um, I, I think Powell is the other guy. Busher and Powell are your cheap guys on this slate. I think they'll probably be the two popular guys, like, the pop of the build is probably Houston, New Orleans with these two <laughs> chalky, cheap New- T- Toronto guys. So, um, as far as the Clippers go, like, Paul George is getting close. Um, this team is going to be so good when Paul George comes back. Assuming that he's 100% when he does come back, obviously no reason to rush him here. But when we're looking at this matchup, Harrell is a guy that kind of stands out um, at his price point at 6400 Just, again, like, we were kind of defaulting to Gobert just because, but like Harold's a guy that you could look at for a higher ceiling, probably. Yeah, I mean Montrez at sixty four hundred, yeah, that for sure sticks out. Even Lou prices, man. like what is yeah. up with the pricing on this slate? It's so weird. Lou Lou looks good. Uh, Bev Beverly looks great. Um, yeah, I Kawhi. I think I think all these guys are in play, but you know, again, this could be. This could get out of hand quick. Uh, the Kawhi revenge, I think a lot of people talk about that. I mean, you would think it would be 
a little bit crazier when he goes back to Toronto. But what's the revenge? He, he brought a championship <laughs> to the team and got paid. Like right. he did exactly Every, every, what he went there to do. <laughs> everybody's got to talk about a narrative, right? So it's going to be like the one thing that a lot of talking heads will be talking about. So I, I like sure. I like the uh, spot. Like you know, if Kawhi and Pascal go up against each other, I mean, possibly it's a spot to to go to other guys. So yeah, uh, Montrez Montrez feels super safe at sixty four hundred. Uh, like that a lot so yeah like obviously it's a thing that we've been talking about all season but Kawhi 39% usage rate this season 9% higher than any usage that he's had in his entire career kind of we know it's going to go down when Paul George comes back but you know right now his usage is just absolutely insane so um, always always a tournament option so yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, any final thoughts on this one before we play the morning grind game? Uh, no, I mean, like, again, Houston, New Orleans is going to be the spot where everybody goes. So I think, I think the way you do it in tournaments is you just pick one of these 10-point games to kind of stay close and go back and forth. Um, my favorite, after thinking about it a little bit more, is maybe the Memphis-San Antonio um, one. It just – hopefully pop uh, pops one of those guys and and then you get some extra value there like i i can see that game staying close all right let's play the morning grind game um using DraftKings pricing give me your favorite play under 5k to 7x on the slate you're gonna be upset if i take your boy now um let's go with uh yeah i'm gonna go with norman paul no i'm gonna go norman paul at 4200 were you thinking i was gonna take busher yeah. No. I, I did see, like, Busher got the exact – yeah, the exact same Serge Ibaka role. Uh, the, or Serge Ibaka. Um, yeah, the 24 minutes off the bench. So, I'm going to take J.J. Redick. I think he's going to shoot 10 threes in this game against Houston because he's going to be so open. So, um, nice. I, I think J.J. Redick has really high ceiling in this game. Like, it, it just it's, – it's a game set up for a shooter. And if he's hot – like, he could easily put up 15 fantasy points because – if he's not shooting the ball well, he could bust. But uh, I love the upside for JJ in this spot, so that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. I like um, give me your over 8K to under 5X. Um, kind of your bust on the slate. And honestly, DraftKings did not do us any favors today because pricing is really, really soft. Um. Yeah. Over 8K to bust. Um. I'll just do Luka Doncic. I mean, just a slower pace, defensive game. I. I still think he's going to be popular and probably well worth it. Uh, all the game log watchers for sure are going to buy into that. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I see probably like a Marcus Smart being on him a lot. Kind of, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think he has a, a monster in him uh, in Boston. I'm going to go with Carl um, Anthony Towns. I, I think that coming off the back-to-back going into Detroit, I uh, just, and like not even the back to back, the overtime forty minutes, like Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna take cat today. I just lazy cat is never good. <laughs> um give me your favorite six X play on the slate. Uh well, let's see here. I will it's gonna be one of these uh New Orleans guys, I think. Yeah, let's go Drew Holiday at seventy four hundred. I, I mean I I think he's just primed for a monster, like you said, he he hasn't looked good. Um, I think most people, um, you know, will be off him, but with no Lonzo Ball, man, I like I have troubles not seeing him drop at least forty-five here, if not go over fifty. 
All right. Uh, my six X play today probably going to end up being pretty chalky, but I'm going to take LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, he's just too cheap. Like he's just a guy that like, I'm just going to play because he's just too cheap. So mm-hmm. he's my guy today. Um, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Um, let's see here. I don't even know if mine's weird today. Um, all right. I'll, I'll go same spot. It's not even probably that. Well, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with uh, my boy in San Antonio, uh, Dejounte Murray, for six K. Just you know, hopefully him and Ja can kind of go back and forth. At any moment, though, you can get popped. So this is, trust me, it's it's not going to feel good when it goes bad on you. But yeah, that'll be my get weird spot. I don't even know what we should expect ownership wise on Jalen Brown today. So like this might not be like a get weird GPP play, but I'm hoping because the pricing being so soft and his price kind of being next to some of these other guys that we get lower ownership on Jalen Brown. I think he absolutely crushes today. So I'm going to say Jalen Brown again. I don't know if it's a let's get weird GPP play today. It's six game slate and it's kind of, kind of be interesting to see what ownership is, but that's who I'm going with today. Um, give me your favorite DFS contest, a contest that you're going to play. It's a game selection question. It's quickly becoming like a very favorite question of this game. I get tweets about this game all the time. So, um, just a contest that you like in the industry. It doesn't matter which site. Yeah. So like, I've never been like a, like a, a mass multi guy. Um, but I, what I've been doing is just trying to get better at, uh, like mass multi producing. So I'll just, I'll just throw out, like, if you really want to get good at it, like, um, uh, we, we, uh, I know we advertise for super draft. So super draft always has what's called a daily dime, totally different where they don't do pricing. They do a different type of scoring. Uh, but it's allowed me to kind of just produce a bunch of lineups over there. Uh, but fantasy draft is kind of like my home. So I'll just say the 20 K pick and roll. That's, that's been like where I try to put in like at least three or four lineups every night, no rake. So that's, that's normally where you can always find me. I'll be in the lobby, so. <laughs> there you go. Um, usually on Monday, I'll go a little higher in price point. Um, but today is a tournament that I kind of like, you know, I, again, when when I talk about this, I think the 5 and $12 single entry tournaments on DraftKings are your best bankroll builders. The $25 single entry tournament on FanDuel, I talk about those tournaments all the time. But if you're looking for a little bit more – top heavy tournament today the 27 10k fast break single entry tournament over there on DraftKings pays out 25 percent of the field top 10 is getting 42.5 percent which is high heavy again it's top heavy but paying out 25 percent of the field with a really nice payout on 27 dollars up in the top 15 range i like it it's definitely a tournament that if you're wanting a little bit more ceiling but still like if you don't have the nuts, you're still getting 25% of the field paid out. So um, it's a tournament that I like today. Again, still like those other tournaments. If you're building your bankroll, if you're higher dollar bankroll, I think that the $100 single entry tournament on DraftKings is phenomenal. So um, that's that. Um, Brett, give me your favorite over-under on this slate. Favorite over-under. Um, we got a few good ones. Um, the... Hmm. I'll take the the under in the Memphis at San Antonio uh, game. Even though I do expect this to stay close, um, I, I mean, just in San Antonio, I feel like they can impose their will a little bit. 
Um, yeah, I'll just take the under at 226 and a half. All right, I'm going to take the over in the Houston game. I just, uh, you know, I, I'm going to put them to the test. Like, yeah. it's it's on the road. If this game was in Houston, um, Houston would probably be like eight-point favorites. With them being on the road here and only four-and-a-half-point favorites, like, there's going to be zero defense played in this game, and I think that this is a game that, like, we could see potentially push, like, 250. So, I'm going to take the over. Again, it's chalky. Don't care. Uh, Brett, appreciate you joining me. You have any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man. Thanks for having me. And I'm glad. I'm glad you liked the over there because I know Drew's going to smash. It's going to be <laughs> there you go. You're going to win a tournament with Drew today. Like that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Um, all right. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contest and we'll see you then.